Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello and welcome. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity, and this is another episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast, where busy women leaders come and get the tips, tools, and techniques that they need to create more success with less sacrifice in their leadership and life. So great information coming from my guests and myself, and I'm so excited today. I have a very good friend of mine, Gail Lowney Aloxon. She is a national keynote speaker. She is a workshop leader. She is an author, an adjunct professor, a career coach, a radio show host, and a business development executive who really kicks it, if you know what I mean. So before I turn you over to Gail and she shares her pearls of wisdom with you, let me tell you, Gail has a passion for nonprofits and she serves on many nonprofit boards focused on education, hunger, health, and business. And additionally, she has been hands-on volunteering in Haiti for the Haitian Health Fund since she was 19 years old. Okay. She is a member of NSA, the National Speakers Association, and of NSA New England. That is her home chapter. And she lives in Newport, Rhode Island with her husband and her son. Gail's book, Your Someday Is Now, What Are You Waiting For? Love that title. There we go. Is in its second printing. And it has raised over $44,000 for nonprofit organizations. So you can visit Gail Aloxon or gailspeaks.com for more information about Gail, her programming, her book, and everything that is just fabulous, of which there is so much about Gail. So Gail, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. When I turned on the Zoom screen and just saw your smile and your face and your positive energy, it just warms my heart. I'm so happy to be here with you as well. Well, Gail and I get together and we gush on each other repeatedly, regularly, because you know what? You need, you need that. You need people who get you, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so Gail, I'm going to start where I always start. And if you would just share a little bit about yourself and what is your background, a bit about your background that got you to where you are today. I love that question. And as I share with my students and coaching clients, there's no magic wand. We don't suddenly become someone or something overnight. The preparations are in a life, they're, they're, the preparations are over a lifetime. So mm-hmm. I've loved every adventure along the journey, even the hard knocks. And I'll, I'll flash back, I'm the oldest of four children, two sisters, one brother. My sisters and I talk every single morning. My brother and I, probably once every two weeks, it's more texting with him. <laughs> um, but I love our family. And at the age of seven, I was introduced to volunteer work, which has really continued to become a gift in my life, Mm -hmm. looking at volunteer work and helping others as an opportunity versus an obligation. Graduated from Tufts University, wanted to be an ambassador. I was a poli-sci IR major, wanted to be an ambassador, make people friends all over the world. And I fell into the hospitality industry by working at a cruise line, my first job, resort, my second, and then a hospitality company, my third called Newport. It was called Newport Yachting Center, Newport Waterfront Events, Newport Waterfront Festivals, Newport Harbor Corporation. Now we're called Newport Restaurant Group. I've been working with that company for 30 years. 
And people would be like, 30 years. I started when I was five. But <laughs> 30 years, it's gone like this because it's always a different job. So from there, and this, and it's going to come fast, <laughs> I, I ended up being approached by the University of Rhode Island back in January of 1999 to start some curriculum for them there, which I did. Mm-hmm. I have never looked back. Love that classroom, love every semester with the students, including winter and summer classes too. And that segued into speaking and training because the teaching and all that curriculum. So I've been speaking it for over 20 years as well. I guess the most important thing though is being married to my husband, John, and our wonderful son, Samuel, because we have enjoyed raising this left-handed pitcher together. <laughs> oh, nice. Very so nice. This, and I, this and I love how you just... I love how you describe I fell into hospitality. You know, it it in and you said about the things that happen in your life, even the hard knocks. It, you know, it's not linear. Nothing is linear. And it seems like we may be going in a different direction. You know, you fell into hospitality, but all of the work that you have done with the the cruise line and the and the hospitality events and then the you know, the boat show and everything else. I mean, the connections that you have leading you to the university of which your students are amazing. I had an opportunity to speak to them and just their appreciation and their gratitude was so heartwarming. It was such an honor to be able to do that. And then leading you into speaking, writing this book, sharing your message. So let me ask you, we're talking about creating more success without losing who you are in the process, reducing, yeah, reducing the the sacrifice. What does success mean to you? So we look up success in the dictionary, your picture's next to it. What's it going to say? Oh, I love that. Well, it's not going to have a Ferrari next to it <laughs> or a big fancy something. That's not, I live in Newport, Rhode Island and the show right now on HBO is gilded. I can assure you, we book those mansions to host private parties for fundraisers for nonprofits. We do not live in them. <laughs> so success to me is simple. It means using all of our talents, all of them that we've been gifted with using those talents to the best of our ability without losing our essence, without losing our soul. That's what I feel success is. And I also feel it's raising your children successfully. It's working in the workplace. And what's successfully? Our children are all raised different ways, but working in the workplace as a real great coworker, working with your clients with heart, not for the dollar, but Mm -hmm. working with your heart. Really, really honing those EI, the emotional intelligence skills. That's success. Having that complete self-awareness yeah. and empathy and kindness. Not losing And I would say authenticity too. You know, you said that authenticity. You know, there's not going to be a Ferrari in my picture in the dictionary. <laughs> so there might be a Maserati in mine, but that's <laughs> but that's okay too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we can't, I don't judge what other people's values are. I'm happy in the mm-hmm. bowels of Jeremy Haiti with working with the dental team on extracting, you know, I don't extract the teeth. I'm the one like, (laughs) oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Or playing with the children in our orphanage or at the school. Like that is my happiest thing. But you don't have to go to Haiti to find success in your life. I was just, I happened to, our family started the Haitian Health Foundation after my father was given a year to live. Well, it's been 40 years. He's still here. Yeah, the Asian Health Foundation is thriving. It's still going a nonprofit, so things fall into your lap, and that you can not fall into your lap. What's a better way to say it? 
opportunity. They kind of show up. They you know, show and if, if, they're, if they're operating at that frequency where it resonates with you, then that means it's meant for you and you should follow that thread. Absolutely. You know, I had a conversation with a woman from Raymond James in a previous episode, and, and she said that having that connection to your community, to something that you can help celebrate, to something that's bigger than you is absolutely tied to your success as a woman in business or as an emerging leader in business, that it rounds you out, that it can't be just, okay, what is my next at work? But it's, it's the next of you as a person as well. We have a professional life. We have a personal life, but we're one person, you know, absolutely. so paying, paying attention to both sides. Now you're a busy gal. I mean, obviously everything that we read in your bio and I meet with you each week. So I know how busy you are. What is it that you protect at all costs? So, you know, life is happening, business is happening, opportunities. And I know that you have had those times where it's been 80 hour weeks, you know, and things like that. So what have you learned to protect? What's most important to you? During, because I've produced over 2000 events or worked on over 2000 events, including the crazy concert series. But now our big event is the boat show at where I work at Newport Restaurant Group. It's our outlier. And those are, we have four 80-hour weeks in a row. The rest of the year is fine, a normal week, but four, it's a, and we love it. You get high on it. But what I will not give up, even in those 80 hours a week, is time with my parents. Mm. Time with my parents. I still have my parents at my age, now into my fifth decade, and I've got my parents. Give me a break. Yeah. God bless. That's a Hail Mary full of grace. Yes, so church on Sunday mornings with this really great priest. And then for either breakfast or dinners every single week. We'll okay. So up. scheduling that time with your parents. Putting it right in and pen. Okay. And All then right. if, if I miss it because I've flown away for a speaking engagement or something like that, then there, it's double the next week because okay. I love that. Making sure I'm spending time with my husband and son. And I also will not compromise faith. I love to get up in the morning. You and I talked about this when we had just the Christmas tree lights on and sit and think, what am I grateful for? What am I thankful for? And I do love to read spirituality. So that those are things I won't compromise. Absolutely not. There's so much I won't compromise, but those are the two off the top of my head. Faith and family. Yeah, faith, faith and, and family. family. And, and, you know, I'll tell you, my grandson is now 19 months. And so 19 months ago, I remember specifically, I was in a retreat that weekend and, and he was born on that Saturday. And I, I thought, I looked at my next calendar, my next week's calendar, and it was full. And I thought, what am I doing? My whole week is booked out. Brand new baby's coming off the hospital and I'm going to be in meetings. I'm like, no way. <laughs> but it was just that shift that was like, okay, you know, you have different events in your life and then all of a sudden things recalibrate and you're looking at them through a different lens. It, it's not stagnant. No. Yeah. So what are some of the important lessons that you've learned along the way? I would think would one share. of my biggest lessons, and it, it was really cemented in 2016, was the concept of get to versus have to. Mm. It's one of my number one selling presentations. It's called The Power of Positivity, Get to Versus Have to. But when we change our vernacular and our cadence from, oh, I have to go to that meeting. Oh, I've got to go to, I'm going to be late. I got to get to Sam's baseball game. Oh my gosh. It's the triplets pole vaulting. That's my sister's tripling event or their play. When we, when we, oh, I have to go see my mother-in-law. 
I love my mother-in-law. She's 93 and she's sharp and fun. So we get to, we get to turn 50. We get Mm -hmm. to turn 60. We get to turn 70, 80. God bless. We get to turn 90. Mm -hmm. We get to go to work and have purpose. Do you know how many people want to have purpose? Mm -hmm. We get to attend our children's, our nieces, our nephews events, visit with aging parents. So as soon as you change your mindset in your body language to, I get to, Mm -hmm. instead of I have to, your whole shift on life changes. How can you flip it to the other side? So before we got on the show together, I was sharing with Gail a text and and it was, you know, more or less around family and get to and have to. So, you know, I've got a family member who is struggling with some things and I'm going to go home and support the family. And, you know, her first her first thought was, you know, you're doing this for me and kind of like, ah, you know, I, I hate that you're doing this for me. And I'm like, no, we're family. But the thing is that we knew each other as little girls, right? And now our babies married each other and have a baby. So her response to me is, I am so glad that God had it in his plan to bring us together and to make us family. And, you know, that is a, I get to go home yes. and support her. I, you know, I, I just, it, it is my honor. It's my privilege. It is, it is my heart, you know? And so we do, we put pressure on ourselves when we say, oh, I have to do this. You know, it just, it, it, that's what it is. It's that weight. It's that pressure. But when you reframe it and look at it from another point, it's a game changer. So I love that as a lesson. So let me ask you best practices. Like what is on Gail's cheat sheet of these are the things that I do and they keep me whole and hale and hearty and aligned. And what are your best practices? The first thing that jumps out is your someday is now. Mm -hmm. It's what are you waiting for? So my best practice is that waking up in the morning, what am I waiting for? What am I afraid of? Why aren't I starting this? So I start the day by there. I have a whole bunch on my windshield. I'll grab one window cell. I eat frogs for breakfast. So that's what I do. That's like my biggest practice is getting, and and it's a Mark Twain quote. If you wake up in the morning and you eat a frog for breakfast, it's going to be the hardest thing you do all day. So I make the list and I skip the tadpoles. They're going to come later. And I eat that bulldog first thing in the morning, no matter what it is. Everybody has different bulldogs. I have my uh, bulldogs. Sorry, that's my sister's bulldogs. Bullfrogs, yeah. Bullfrogs, not bulldogs. If I eat that bulldog, it's going to be an issue. So. Best practice is eating frogs. And as I'm eating frogs too, and doing the, the next best practice, I would say once I'm in the workplace or meeting with a client or a student, being completely present. Mm-hmm. Like when we're at our meetings on Zoom, I'm present. I'm not over here working on my other computer. I'm with you because presence saves time. It and does. I think the other thing, best practice is just making sure I stay on top of connections. And we talked earlier about family. I want to, I know we're both conscious that there are people out there that may not have family or yeah. mm-hmm. I know this with students too, like their families just might not be just different. Family so, doesn't always mean the one that you were born with. It can right. be the one you So choose. we can make families. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I feel like the clients I've had throughout the years, the friendships I've made, they're part of an extended family. We care about these people. And connection starts with our emotional intelligence again, with kindness, self-awareness, presence, not I, 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 I. But there you are. Great to see you mm-hmm. listening, but really listening, not listening. And we know this to talk next or listening to, you know, that you're not really listening. You don't care. Care. 
you learn so much when you're completely present. So between frogs and presents, and I guess collecting people, <laughs> I'd like to collect people. <laughs> Those would be a couple. You're of really good at it. <laughs> yeah, you are too. We both, we love people. I guess there's people out there that don't love people. I haven't met a lot of them yet, but I love people. Well, and I think people is such a big part of the equation because you don't do anything by yourself, at least not easily. And I, I know from my past experience, and I know from some of my clients, it's, it's kind of like you're in a place where you need help. You are, you're stuck, you're frustrated, you, know, you don't know your next steps, you don't have direction, but it, nobody can know, right? Um, learning to ask for help, learning to share with others has been one of the biggest personal development hacks of my life when I finally was brave enough to let other people in, you know, and, and it doesn't always have to be in person. We get together by zoom. So we've never met in person. I can't wait for the day. We I'm totally will enjoy to work at the boat show, <laughs> but connecting with people, sharing with people, being there and supporting with people. And in our group, there's a couple of people who, you know, have some heavy duty things going on and just having that conversation and know that other people are thinking about you that care about you, even if they can't do anything is such a game changer. So really thinking about your tribe, you know, who are the people that are in your life that support you? And I'm so happy that you're one of mine. And same right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't, would you share just a little bit about your book and sure. an overview of what it's about, how people can find it, who it's for? Yeah. That'd be great. Well, thank you for asking. It's nice of you to ask. I don't really push the book that much. It's not on Amazon. It's sold through my website, gailspeaks.com, G-A-I-L, or gailalofson.com, a little harder to spell. So you have to look in show notes for that one. Um, but it's sold on my website because 100% of the sales, like the wholesale, goes to nonprofits. So I personally pay for the printing. And then we can, and it, it's a whole long story. The video will soon be on my website gailspeaks.com about why I'm giving the money away. But all good things have come from giving the money away. And mm -hmm. it focuses on work-life integration, communication, all the things that save time in life, eating frogs. There's a whole chapter on eating frogs, a chapter on goal setting, chapter on leadership. It's everything I've taught at the university for 20 plus years, but wanted my son to know. So when I wrote the book, I really wrote it to print out one copy and oh. just to give it to Sam for his 18th birthday. And then I'm like, you know what? As people were reading it, they said, we really like this. I'm like, okay, if you like it, let's, let's get it out on the market. And what they like the most is there are interviews, accidental interviews with over 100 of my clients and friends about all the topics I write about. So in the back of every chapter, I might say, I always work on airplanes because I do. My college roommate, Margie, she says, I never work on airplanes. And she tells the reason why. There's about to-do lists. There's about one of my favorite expressions in, in the whole book is, this is not your practice life. Mm. So I think this book reminds us as our some days now, what are you waiting for? Get started. I say the way to read it is to open it and say, what do I need to know today? And you're going to open to that page and just get moving on it. Yeah. Live every heartbeat. So with your practice of eating frogs in the morning, because I know in the morning, sometimes it can be that we wake up and we kind of pick up the emotions and the heaviness from the previous days and we put them on again. 
And then we go about the same routine. You cannot, you and I, I mean, sometimes I can, but what is it that supports you in the morning when you wake up? I know, for instance, one of the things that I heard, it was in a, in a podcast, I believe, I can't even remember where it was now, but it was what magic, you know, is going to occur today. You know, what, what could possibly having that attitude of curiosity about what magic could occur today, you know, something I hadn't even anticipated. And it's just, it's, it's a slight reframe to get you out of whatever it is that's weighing on your heart and oriented in the right direction. Do you have anything that, that supports you in getting up and staying positive? And yeah, while I'm lying in bed, when I first wake up and I've got, I've never shared this before, but I'll share it. I have my rosary beads and if I don't have them they're on, I'm on my fingers and I pray for everyone on the prayer list. The last prayers I've been doing this past month for some reason, and probably because my Aunt Joan died of depression in this month, 11 years ago, is I'm praying for everybody who's died of depression, who took their lives. And I'm, I'm, I don't like that I have two hands of that. Like, I wish I didn't know all these people who, and I'm praying for them. And I, and I am, and I'm, then I lie there and I think how grateful I am that I can still see this morning I know this sounds like, oh, she doesn't really do this, but I do. I lie there and I pray for other people. Your relatives going on my prayer list. The women I was with this morning, all our intentions. I'm grateful that my cousin who just passed away Monday is going on yours. So it's just, um, I lie there and pray. And then I lie there and think about everything I have, including again, that I can see, that I can feel, that I can step out of bed, that the water goes on in the bathroom. It doesn't go on in Haiti in the bathroom. You know, there is no running water. That there's a toilet for granted. I'm not sleeping on a dirty mattress, like a, like a straw mattress. I'm not sleeping on a floor. I don't have spiders in my all over my room that at least I can see. I'm just so fortunate. I really wake up with joy in my heart. And then I walk in my bathroom and on against the wall are quotes that my students, like some of them hand painted for me or just nice things. So one of my favorites is the joy is in the journey. So I look at that every morning. And then another one is a quote on gratitude that I should know by heart, but I don't want to butcher it. And so I look at that and I go, then I physically go like this. It's going to be a great day and it's going to have challenges. And what's most important today is how I make other people feel. And I better be kind because we're not always kind all the time. Mm -hmm. You don't know what someone else is carrying. So why am I going to go out there in a grouchy mood? And even if I don't have the best night's sleep, which I am having really good night's sleeps. <laughs> so <laughs> so even if I don't have the best, it's about being grateful for being here, being grateful for what we have. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a, an easy switch and it may not feel, nat- feel natural at first, but just, you know, going through any little thing that you can think of that you can have gratitude for, you know, it, it, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful stormy day. It's, you know, the, the, the snow is pretty. It's, you know, I get to go to work. I, you know, I have a good job. I, you know, my, my kids are healthy. My, yeah, Mm -hmm. anything. And one of the, one of the questions that I go to that has helped me a lot in my journey of getting clarity is what do you want instead? If you're not in a place where you want to be, I love that. I'm writing that down. Where do you want to be instead? Because it, it focuses you on the opposite. You know, a lot of times we get so mired in the things that don't really serve us. And what we focus on is what we create more of. We amplify. And when we're focused on something that isn't working, then that can be a problem. So what do you no, want instead? So be good. What us? do you want instead? What do you want instead? So Gail, tell me, how can my listeners connect with you? How can they get more of Gail? 
what parting wisdom do you want to leave oh, for them? Well, if they want to be on my newsletter list, you can just send to Gail, just send me an email, gail at gailspeaks.com. And I think that's the easiest thing. The book is one thing, but I have a monthly newsletter that's just positive in leadership. And it takes less than a minute and 30 seconds to read. It's a quick scroll. The radio show, there's links to the radio show on my website. And I mean, that's the best thing. Pick up the phone and call. My phone number's on the website. Call and say, hey, I want to know you. I want to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) And she will answer unless she's on a... (laughs) I do want to add though, I forgot one important thing (laughs) between lying in bed with all the gratitude and going Mm -hmm. and getting ready for the day. I do go downstairs and you and I both know that. And I sit there with my little twinkle lights on and I have my Bible. I like reading something in the Bible every day, but then I have a Matthew Kelly. I love Matthew Kelly spirituality book. And I just open this up to what do I need to read today? What do I need to learn? And I tell you, there hasn't been a day that I opened that, that I haven't taken a picture of it and texted it to a friend that morning. It was something that I'm like, oh my gosh, so-and-so would love this. And then I text her or I post it on Instagram. So who's Matthew Kelly? Oh, he is a dynamic writer. And okay. Matthew Kelly, yeah, I just love, if you Google YouTube, Matthew Kelly, he just has a lot of good stuff. There are Catholic overtones and I love to respect all religions. I was mm-hmm. raised Catholic, but I respect all religions. I like going and having fellowship in other institutions. It's all about in the end, just believing in a power higher than yourself. And not everyone has the gift of faith. I'm so blessed that I do. I mean, my best friend is a nun. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you're Robert. Come on now. And she's you're a Robert. naughty one. We should get her on the show. <laughs> oh, good deal. And another one would be Sarah Blondin. She okay. is one that I have come across. Her writing is downright poetic. It's beautiful. And it's all geared towards, you know, your higher level of you. And, you know, whether you're encountering anger or disappointment or sadness or despair, change, anything. You know, she speaks on so many of those topics that we bump up against. And I really, she is so eloquent. So she's another one that I would highly recommend. And so with that, Gail, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I'll see you next Thursday. (laughs) All right. That sounds good. Check Gail out. And I appreciate each of you tuning in today. And until the next time, here is wishing you all the clarity that you deserve. Take care and bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com.